Hi guys, so today uh, here with Nisha, my name is Sarah, we're doing a podcast for Ethereal Magazine and we're going to be discussing all things feminism regarding cosmetic surgery and we're going to be talking about whether cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, any sort of those beauty treatments, can they ever be empowering and can they ever be feminist? Yeah, uh, what are your opinions Sarah? Um, I think this is a topic that it's really controversial and I think people it's very people get very divided about it and I think people feel like one side is attacking the other so obviously one side are thinking well it isn't morally wrong obviously to get any sort of plastic surgery done cosmetic surgery everyone's adults you're allowed to do that yourself but I think it's like thinking deeper about it and kind of criticizing why and often women or like feminine people feel the need to fit these kind of beauty standards that we kind of know have been set by men and has been set by capitalism, corporations, you know, fat phobia. And like, that is no secret. Um, And I think it's just about criticising why people feel the need to do that, I suppose. So what do you think? Yeah, I I kind of, I do agree in a way, but I also think that it can be empowering in a way because obviously if you're not feeling empowered with yourself and there is something that you could do uh, to, like, you know, improve your self-confidence and how you feel about yourself in the world, then it is a good thing. Like, if you're doing it for yourself and it's if you're doing it for you and you know that it will make you feel better, then I think that is empowering. Anything that a woman does to empower herself is inherently empowering, mm. I think. Totally. And I think as well, we were talking earlier about like people getting kind of gender affirming surgery, gender affirming treatments. That to me, I see that in a different bracket to people trying to kind of fit the male gaze, I suppose. But I mean, it all is connected. If you're getting some sort of kind of surgery or cosmetic surgery or treatment to feel you for you to feel, I suppose, empowered in your gender, that is amazing. I just feel like there's a lot of pressure, particularly on young women these days. And like we see it with influencers, you know, what people put up on social media is is just not realistic to how people look in real life. And I'm just worried that I feel like people put a lot of hate on celebrities and influencers, but I think they're kind of victims to the same beauty standards. And I feel like they feel pressure to get surgery to match what maybe what they're putting on Instagram. And I do think there's a level of like addiction to it. And that would be my concern as well, that if people, you know, get lip fillers or get filler or, you know, go further and get something, you know, like a nose job, which is obviously like a major surgery. My concern would that would be that they feel they're fixing one insecurity. So maybe they've been insecurity about, I don't know, their nose. What is going to like, I do strongly believe that the issue lies within us all and within our own insecurities. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's an easy fix. It absolutely is. And I don't think any of us have mastered that. But my concern is that people would get addicted and then kind of go bring it too far, which obviously it's your own choice. There's no issue at you making choices for yourself. I just worry that people think it'll solve the insecurity that is more deep rooted and that they'll kind of, they'll keep getting stuff done because they'll never be happy because it is a deep rooted issue. And it's like, I really believe in body neutrality. Like, I don't believe that it's realistic 
in this society for us all to love our bodies I just don't I just don't think that is realistic with like capitalism beauty standards fat phobia I just don't think that is a realistic goal where but I think that there's real beauty in being neutral about your body and just loving it for what it does for you and it keeps you alive and I'm not saying that you can't feel good about it too of course that's like the ideal um but I think if people made an effort to be more neutral about their bodies rather than seeking this impossible goal sometimes it feels of self-love then they might be happier because I just think it could be never-ending like it can become addictive like it's like when people I know it's completely different but like when you get a tattoo you want another tattoo like these types of things are addictive obviously that's different there's no issue with that (laughs) but I don't know what do you think about that do you think it could be become addictive for people it can I think they need to go hand like if you are getting if you feel like you're very insecure about your body and you think that getting plastic surgery would help I think yeah go ahead do it but I think it should go hand in hand with like therapy or you know just like or something just to help your actual like mental obviously you're helping your physical by getting plastic surgery to make yourself feel busy but better about your physical body but you do need to also look after your mental and just um you know go to like maybe see a therapist like I think there are specific body image therapists out there that you can talk to and I know it's like really expensive Mm -hmm. but if you are a person who can uh, like are considering plastic surgery you probably have the money for a therapist as well so true which again it leads into another thing about accessibility of uh plastic surgery and how like it is it's a private industry it's not you know publicly funded and I don't think it should be. What do you think actually of there's in the UK some people can get uh, plastic surgery on the NHS publicly because um, I've only seen people be interviewed about it. But it's to do with them saying that they're suffering from depression and other mental health issues due to body image. What do you think of that? Do you think that's I think, right? I think, well, yeah, in a way, I think maybe because if there's if it's gotten to a point where you are that like like angry at your body that you uh that you are considering like if you're that like clinically depressed about it I think and you think that that's the only thing that will help I think yes go for it do Mm -hmm. it I think it should be something I think health is mental and physical Mm -hmm. and even mental health is mental and physical absolutely so I think like if um you're in a place that's like that you feel that bad about your body I think if and that is open to you I think you should you should be able to do it totally yeah absolutely and I think it's important like what you said it is a private industry like it's that is the the rarity the minority people that are getting it through like say the NHS in the UK that that isn't happening often I assume that's why they're making news stories about it when it does happen yeah I would assume so my only concern would be what happens after the surgery because like you said mental health physical health they're very much intertwined but I feel like surgery isn't the answer to the mental struggle you know and like I think anyone who's gone through a weight gain or a weight loss journey will tell you that there's always that thought especially if you grew up as like a chubby child you always think oh as soon as I lose weight I'll be happy I'll be able to do this I'll be able to date I'll be able to whatever um and then it might happen and you're like why aren't I happy yeah and I know that's completely different like like weight loss weight gain is different to getting surgery but I just worry that you know it's not dealing with the insecurities 
Um, and I just worry how people might feel at the end of it when they think, okay, I've done that now and I don't feel any better. I think there should be definitely some like follow up of, totally. like I said, like therapy mm-hmm. and like, you know, even like medication, if that's going to help mm-hmm. just like obviously fix the root issue mm-hmm. of the body image mm-hmm. and then, but also follow up with the mental side of it totally. and make sure that they are looked after definitely long term after the surgery because I, I would imagine that big of a physical change can be a big mental take a big mental toll on someone because yeah. you're like you've been looking at this face for however long yeah like 20 30 years whatever and yeah. then it's different and you're like who am i who am i identity crisis yeah so i think that definitely should be something about it that definitely you with the nose jobs i always think like because your nose can really change your face or even mm. if people get you know veneers or things like that yeah. it can really change your face and I don't know the like that to me feels sad like that you're suddenly looking at a new face but I know obviously for some people it does feel really empowering but I think there definitely must be some element of an identity crisis after this and also a lot of people speak about we know that pretty privilege is a thing and we know that beauty really can be social capital like we know that Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, we see it in, like, romantic life. We see it in, like, the workplace with interviews. People are more likely, you know, to be hired if they're wearing makeup, if they're conventionally yeah. pretty. Um, and I think that as well is quite... And a lot of people who've gone through weight loss journeys talk about how they're treated differently when they fit the beauty standard. And I think that is really upsetting for people. And, like, yeah. it's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow is that how aesthetic and looks focused our society is and it's just reality and I think you know to ignore that is to be naive about it yeah so one of the big things about uh plastic surgery is that like most of the surgeons themselves are men Mm -hmm. and they're doing this these work preliminary on women Mm -hmm. and like it's what's to stop them from like doing a little bit extra to shape it how they would want it as Mm -hmm. a woman obviously ethics and stuff but um like but people are going to like uh countries like turkey to get plastic surgery at like really reduced rates um yeah that's into the whole like safety of it and everything totally and like i think we mentioned or possibly not but that bbls which are obviously kind of became very popularized by the kardashians and the kardashian effect but bbls are the most dangerous surgery you can get but like it's like they they the way they inject the fact it can go into a vein or so like forgive me now guys if i'm not completely (laughs) up on the science um but i do know that they're dangerous and people can die from them and i think what is such a shame is that you're that obviously is a very very expensive and extreme end of the plastic surgery conversation like you know you can't really compare that to like getting lip fillers or something like yeah, that no but I think it is worth talking about because that is putting yourself at huge risk to fit a beauty standard and what's also upsetting about the beauty standards the reason I'm so for body neutrality is I think the, the beauty standard unfortunately like female bodies are trends which is absolutely horrendous and it shouldn't be yeah, that no, way yeah but that is the reality like it, in the early 2000s it was the kind of very thin you yeah, know it was like the heroin chic heroin chic kate moss sort of really supermodel skinny and, then and tall and then it kind of became slim thick i suppose with the kardashians yeah. and what's ironic about that is it that made a lot of women feel empowered 
but it's that I think slim thick is isn't that achievable either because it's no, not realistic to be. It's empowering. It's empowering to an extent because they're not like super skinny, which had been yeah. the norm for so, so long. long. Yeah, but like you know, that doesn't mean it's achievable. People aren't that shape naturally? No, no not at all. Not. Uh, so like you're like oh like oh yeah like I let's just say like the Kardashians are a size 12 and you're like oh my god I'm a size 12 that's mm. gonna make me feel better about myself and then I'm like that you like try on a dress that Kim Kardashian wore as a size 12 and you're like why doesn't this fit me the same yeah. way it does why does it look different because her ass is not real yeah this is the thing yeah and I think as well people look to celebrities a lot of the time for that comfort like I saw TikToks recently of people saying so obviously we know the Kardashians kind of popularized the thicker body yeah awful that it's a trend but that is the reality um and people talk about how they think Florence Pugh you know was gorgeous and then people I saw a TikTok saying Florence Pugh you better not be uh going to the skinny standard again because you know how people it's awful that people are discussing women's bodies in this way but people are saying the Kardashians have suddenly gotten thinner and that you know that heroin chic is yeah, coming back I, I saw a lot about that I saw that but yeah. I was like please don't bring it back because that was oh, the birthplace of so, so many, many eating, eating disorders. disorders yeah and body image issues and insecurities and like like the age we were growing up that was what was on magazine shows yeah like we were like what you know between the ages of like our formative years yeah, like, anyway like up to like the age of like what 12 yeah we were like being shown these really skinny people and mm. I I was a skinny kid growing up but like even like once I got to like 12 like once puberty hit mm. like I put on a lot of weight and of I was course. like wait I thought I was supposed to get pretty when I was become a teenager yeah and I was like wait w- why don't I look like these people these people and that made me really you know Upset. feel really bad about myself and it did you know it wasn't it didn't manifest in the most healthy of ways no. so like and do you remember those it was on the covers of those kind of tabloid magazines they would always have like celebrities in bikinis obviously just like a pop photo caught off guard and they're like oh who has the who who has the beach body and who's a beach bum or whatever and you're like these are real people." people there's that disconnect i think between like nowadays with social media people have such a parasocial relationship with celebrities and they but in the same breath they also don't really see them as people and I think that comes back to I do agree that people should criticize the Kardashians for how they're not really honest about their surgeries you know they are kind of promoting um a toxic beauty standard that it's only toxic because it's not attainable to the average person so obviously privilege comes into it there like not everyone is going to have the means and the finances to you know get these surgeries or get any sort of treatment um but I think people say oh they created the beauty standard I'm like but they are victims to this industry as well they're victims to these cultural standards and like we all see it with how Chloe was treated in the early years and she was seen as like quote unquote the fat sister which is horrendous and like people kind of praise her now for how she's changed her body but when I look at her I think it's just so sad because she was beautiful she was beautiful she was always beautiful even like um is it uh who's the youngest Kylie Kylie she had a real like transformation chubby baby face yeah which was adorable so yeah she was so cute so and then everyone was like oh my god look how she grew she glowed up and i'm like i hate she, that first off she just aged aged she grew up like you grow out of your baby face yeah and then i haven't but you know most people <laughs> neither have i <laughs> um but 
uh, yeah, like she grew up, and then also she got a load of work done because mm. they're millionaires. Of course, they can afford to. And like they, they were, and like it's the same with all celebrities, and I suppose to the same extent influencers as well. They're like you see it even with Love Island. Yeah, those poor contestants are getting so much hate about their looks, obviously about their personalities as well, but. This isn't it is it isn't normal for so many people to have access to all these like we were never meant to have access to all these photos of and all these like TikTok I find there's so many beautiful people on TikTok yeah. it kind of skews your perspective and you're like, where are all these beautiful people gone <laughs> yeah you're like why am I not like looking like this and it's really it is really draining and I think that is also obviously the issue with these treatments like obviously everyone should have it's not morally wrong to seek some sort of beauty treatments like I get my hair highlighted I tint my eyelashes yeah um but I just think it's important to criticize why we feel the need to do these things or why we want to do these things because like our choices definitely aren't made in a vacuum no 100% and you hear that argument all the time and people are just like oh if you were on a planet on your own or if it was like the Adam and Eve times and Mm. you know it was just you would you still get work done and people say yeah I would and that argument to me doesn't make sense because you wouldn't even know what the beauty standard is no. if you were on your own. If you were the first person on planet, there wouldn't be a beauty standard, you like, know? It's subjective. Like, you'd be like, this is my body. It does the job it's supposed to do. Exactly. So, like... And it's a know. shame that we've gotten to this point, but and it's just the reality of it. Like, it's so... It's it's systemic. Like, fat phobia in particular is systemic. Um, it's And it's just... It's really hard. It's really hard to unlearn what we've kind of been fed Yeah. our whole lives, I suppose. 100%. Like, I do want to flag, though, that we, like, when we're talking about cosmetic surgery, I am no, like, I, obviously, I'm, you know, I think it's, it can be empowering, but mm-hmm. um, we're in a way in talking about, like, gender-affirming surgeries, mm-hmm. like, that's different. Absolutely. For, like, you know, trans people and mm-hmm. stuff, like, that is, that's healthcare. Of course. Because. 100%. That is healthcare. But also, you can look at it as, like, cis people can get gender-affirming surgeries as well like you know if you think if you are feeling really bad about your if you're like getting bullied for having having tiny boobs yeah and you're you're feeling really bad about yourself you can get a boob job exactly or like if you're like you know one of those women who if if you have like pcos or even just someone who has like a lot of just have a lot of body hair and you're Mm -hmm. like that makes you feel really uncomfortable and you get laser you can just get laser Mm -hmm. and totally uh, like that like even that is gender affirming 100 even me personally i I think my boobs are way too big and I feel really uncomfortable about them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like right now, I'm like, I look really cute. <laughs> but a lot of the time, I'm like, I wish they were just smaller so I could like, hide, like I could have them out when I want them and then like, I know what you mean. put them away. But it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't do that. But As it's well still with that, seem, like, people affirming. sometimes get um, reduc- boob reductions and that is healthier because they have such bad back yes, pain. Yes, exactly. I, back get, pain. I get really bad back pain. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like I'm going to talk to my doctor about it, honestly, honestly. And be like, hey, can I, can you like take them away? I don't want them anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's healthcare to me because that is, but again, it's like why I suppose, why am I, I suppose, being so judgmental to think only if it's like, hurting you in a physical kind of sense why am I saying that's the only thing that's okay because who am I to say that like yeah because people can be mentally hurting from of course the the way their bodies are yeah um and also like reconstruction surgery is still technically plastic surgery fire burn victims yeah things like that I was talking to my friends last night and one of them was saying that he knew this girl who got hit by a car and her entire face was all scarred and then um this was in America they have really good plastic surgery in America um and she got her like completely reconstructed mm-hmm. and she looked almost exactly the same as she did before. 
um which is like incredible and so and, like, empowering that's completely completely you would like you obviously i'm not saying that people with scars and burns can't be feel empowered 100 like, if you don't feel empowered and you're like i just don't want to be reminded of this all the mm-hmm. time and people are looking at me weird and and you want to go back to the identity you had before yeah, like, yeah. like people look at me weird like i'm not gonna like people don't want to hire me because they're like why you know like people are gonna like think that it's weird mm-hmm. so like that in i think like reconstructive surgery and stuff is completely empowering us oh, like, like women like breast cancer victims and exactly, stuff like that yeah who get reconstructed 100 percent empowering absolutely 100 percent. and i think i suppose like is there a difference like why why are we kind of and why do people judge when people like when people get lip fillers mm. or people get filler like who is anyone to judge like everyone is adults Mm. And I just think it's it's so hard to know what the right thing is to say. Yeah, where is the, the line? Where is the line? This is okay, and this is empowering, mm-hmm. and then like, this is not like okay, like. So this we're saying this person here, like let's just say like, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, you know the, yes. the woman on TikTok who got um, feminization uh, FFS surgery. Is that what it is? A facial feminization surgery. Yes. Um, how like is her being okay getting like her chin scraped and, and stuff because she's trans yeah but if like just a, a cis woman just didn't like her chin yeah and was like i want to get my chin scraped like shaved and i want to like you know maybe get a nose job maybe mm. get cheek fillers just to make my face feel a little bit more me mm-hmm. like where is the line there yeah that says like this is okay but this is not okay and who are we to like, say it's not okay who yeah. are, like why why is it okay for Dylan and not okay for a woman who just seeks that? Yeah. Like, it's both obviously rooted in wanting a certain, you know, look, image, aesthetic for you to feel more empowered Mm. in your gender, feel more empowered in yourself. So I think I really do see both sides. I think I do strongly believe that any anyone any women any feminine presenting people it's really hard to remove that like male gaze oh 100% because like and we see it like I mean even in like film and tv and media we've come on a lot I'd say in the last like 10 years but if you go back to like even Megan Fox in Transformers yes like the way the camera just focuses on her body like she isn't even a face yeah you know that is like the key example of male gaze for me but I think like I see these TikToks when people talk about when I stopped dressing for the male gaze and I'm like I don't I personally don't believe it's possible because even if you're not like trying to you're not attracted to men you're not trying to seek men men set the beauty standards and like I don't know had we mentioned the Gilesh example already with um in World War One how yes the, yeah. they started to advertise razors and shaving removing body hair to women because they weren't selling razors they weren't to men because they were all off in the war. Yeah. So they were like, we have to sell them somewhere. We have to make money. Capitalism. Capitalism. And 100%. And I think that is that is where people, you know, and like, I don't know if we mentioned that already or maybe we were chatting about it earlier, but how people say, oh, but I like shaving. Like, I like removing my body hair. And I'm like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I still remove body hair. Mm. And I'm, I just think it's good to question why we do these things. And yeah. I think when you do start to be really critical about beauty standards and the male gaze, you almost start to... Be, I'm not gonna lie be a bit miserable like sometimes I go to shave and I'm like oh but why am, why I, am doing I doing this yeah. and, then, and then I feel kind of like almost like a bad feminist even though I know it's not yeah, no yeah because like even like the, when people say like oh it's unsanitary not to shave like I like I don't shave I haven't shaved since oh my god in like since like oh, like years mm. and like my mom was always like trying to get me to shave and she's like it's unsanitary and I'm like why would the body make it yeah like if I yeah first <laughs> off why is it there and also yeah. if I was your son if I was like a cis man, yeah. 
would you be telling me to shave my armpits? Because why is it unsanitary for you? women and not like we don't have I don't have different bacteria to no, man. No, like, no. I've said this to my sister, um, and she was like, "Yeah, well, it's it," and I was like, "You're not. There's no. There's no. There's, argument, no, there's no argument no. here." Like I've had that debate with a straight cis man, and oh. he was like, "It's not sanitary," and I'm like, "Okay, but." So are you like why is it sanitary for you? Like, that, do like you where, say, do where, you shave? If, exactly. Like there's no logic to that argument. And like why would your body create something? And actually, the reason the body creates hair is to protect like sensitive parts of the body. That's yeah. actually there is a. That's why. That's the purpose. The hair is in specific specific, in specific places. places that it is. So it's actually really see that I think is a good example because like with like razor burn and things like that, it isn't actually good for your body to remove no. hair. And I think it's all it's such a shame that people feel the need to remove it to fit this beauty 100%. standard and also like you know when we think of beauty standards often a lot of the times like removing hair women being submissive women having high-pitched voices it just feels it feels very pedophilic pedophilic it's yeah, like the it thing really that has started on tiktok being like people think that you can tell the color of a woman's Vagina. Down there. You, mm-hmm. It's not a dirty word. We can say Absolutely, it. Absolutely. We can say vagina. Um, by the color of her lips. So people have been commenting on people's, on people's TikToks being like, I bet it's hot. I bet it's like, I bet it's like pastel pink. Is that what that means? I've seen yes. these comments and I had yes. no idea. Oh my but God. The thing is, That's the thing awful. is, as you get older, your, uh, your vagina gets, like your, your labia gets darker. Mm-hmm. So people with pastel pink labia our kids our children oh my god and that's the standard that men are seeking oh my god because yeah children don't tend to fight back this is see this is the thing and like i this is why i i don't like when people aren't critical about these things because people are like oh you're you're making this too deep i'm like well it is that deep it is like that is you 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 have made it that deep it is that deep and like you see it um like there's so many tiktoks of men saying such horrendous things and like sexualizing younger Mm. people sexualizing children i mean we see it even with leonardo dicaprio he like his his girlfriend is like, a what, child two years younger than me she someone said that her like secondary school high school experience was interrupted by covid by COVID. oh my god like iris wasn't was yours mine uh was i was yours? like the, the year after COVID. oh yeah okay so, like, yeah. you kind of just got to college i just got it i just barely yeah. got to college <laughs> but like isn't that insane like yeah. and again obviously the beauty standards like we go back to how it's very much capitalist and like beauty standards set by men do men get as much stick for aging as women do? No. No. Because people are like, oh, he's a dude. Silver oh, fox. Dad bod. Yeah, dad bod. Dad bod. Even though they're not the ones whose body was changed. Like by... no one, yeah, you don't like, oh. I want I want to bring back hashtag mom bod. Uh, yeah, and that the fact that isn't even like a colloquial popular term. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Like, even I, though it should be. I think postpartum bodies are the most beautiful so bodies. Slay. Because you made life. You made that life. body made life so amazing exactly and that the fact that oh and people get like feel like they need to get like tummy tucks and stuff yeah. after they got um any celebrity will probably will, will not go out in public until yeah. they look you know back to themselves uh, i thought did you see the rihanna's performance at the super bowl i i saw clips i didn't see the whole thing because she like had a, like a quite uh, like she didn't zip up her jacket her bodysuit and you could see yeah, her yeah. stomach and i was like oh my god she's showing off her postpartum body yeah she's so brave yeah and I was like, amazing 
she's not brave. She's just living her life. Yeah, it shouldn't even be considered but brave. But turns out she's actually pregnant. Yes. But still. Like, and did you see a lot of the discourse of some people were saying, you know, which I'm glad people were kind of saying, you you shouldn't just assume that she's pregnant. Like, why do you just assume someone to have a completely flat yeah. stomach? Like she's even if you haven't ch- just been pregnant. She, she literally just had a child like I know. What, a year ago. But even if she hadn't, it's like these, these she, standards. She's allowed to be like not perfectly skinny. Yeah, and like I think as well, a lot of people when you go back to the science of it, like I know this one guy, this straight male, oh, oh, Ben, <laughs> um, but he has this whole thing of he's one of those people who's like, well, like these bigger and like I say bigger, like people like Lizzo, yeah, he's like they're promoting obesity, and I'm like, first of all, even if like someone else's health is none of your business, secondly, also, she's so healthy, she's so healthy, she, she works out, she, she eats healthy, she plays the flute on stage yeah, while dancing and that's amazing you know I couldn't do that, that she's, def- she's absolutely fitter than me I couldn't do like, that I'm what, like people look at me and be like you're skinny I live on the second floor and if I walk up two flights of stairs I have to take a breath this is the I'm thing like, <laughs> at the yeah, top of the stairs weight does not equal health no and, and even if someone was unhealthy why is that your business it's none of, it's your, none business. of your business and like also women carry fat more fat than differently and they carry more fat than men like it's really hard like you see this a lot and obviously like the fitness industry and bodybuilding and things like that um it's really hard for women to get six packs yeah because they actually, have like it's higher body fat percentage yeah it's really hard to get to the 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 body fat percentage that is needed to get a six pack like for women healthily, yeah healthily yeah so like and it's and what's really upsetting about that is obviously no one you shouldn't feel the need to protect your fertility if you don't want to have kids and you don't want yeah. to be a mother that's absolutely that's fine part of it but if you do that can actually really damage your fertility and like these standards that we're putting upon women is actually to our detriment because yeah. even if you'd like you know if you don't care about your fertility but you still don't want to be doing any sort of damage to your health you yeah, know like, it, like fertility is one of the last things to go when your body's unhealthy like yeah. it's like yeah like your like your fertility has gone but what else is wrong mm-hmm. like there's definitely there's definitely other th- like if you're at a stage when you're you're treating your body so unhealthily that your fertility is gone there's definitely other things wrong absolutely and like other part like and you see that obviously a lot with eating disorders and anorexia mm. in particular um there like it's not just your fertility it's about like I see when I get my period I see that as like my body is doing what it's yeah, supposed like to be doing that's what it's that's where, where healthy like, yeah it's supposed to happen exactly it's not necessarily like oh great i i could be fertile to have a baby sometime it's not that it's just that okay my body is doing the natural process yeah cool i'm treating it well enough that it's yeah you know, doing what it's supposed to do and like so many people talk about when they have eating disorders they lose their periods and like that is just it's such an indicator that something's, something's wrong. wrong and also if you work out too much yeah you can lose your period yeah so like you know it's just like an indicator that you're kind of you're not treating your body well enough completely what did you want to speak about um that tiktoker yes, darla yes there was speaking of the eating disorders there's the the tiktoker darla eliza mm-hmm. she like suffered from you know eating disorders when she was growing up as like a teenager in her early 20s but she's in recovery now and she's doing really well and she's like she got into like um like working out bodybuilding and stuff like that but she also got some plastic surgery done mm-hmm. like she's gotten um like uh, she's got. Her, I think she's got her cheeks done, her chin scraped. She got a nose job. She got like lip fillers, like brow fillers, stuff like that. And she has claimed that she is the happiest she has ever been because she was able to get this plastic surgery. And mm-hmm. it's not major. She looks pretty much 
the same. Very similar. Like maybe a little more like refined and mm-hmm. like kind of sharp. Mm-hmm. But like you can tell it's the same person. Absolutely. And like she had a bit of like a baby face, kind of a round baby face. And then she kind of got it sort of chiseled out a bit, mm-hmm. I suppose. And she just feels so much better about mm-hmm. herself now. Which I think is that, in I think, is really empowering. Totally. Uh, 100%. I think who is anyone to say that that is wrong and who is anyone to criticize someone for that yeah and that's why i think the debate kind of gets lost like i think both sides have really good points and yeah, i think 100%. people kind of get a bit um i suppose just a bit too kind of strong with it like it's yeah. not meant to be a debate where we're it's talking not about like judgment. one side or the other no and no one is saying i don't think anyone is saying like that is morally wrong no like personally for me like, if I was to, you know, go and get certain things done, plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery or whatever it was, to target my specific insecurities, that, to me, would not feel empowering because I know deep down that I probably wouldn't be happy at the end of it. And mm. particularly because I've done research on, you know, male gaze and things like that, I think I would feel just irritated in general that I kind of succumbed to these beauty standards and I'm not saying that like I'm I'm really honestly not like if I if I had the money to get stuff done I'm sure I would be tempted I'm not saying like oh I'm better than anyone that I would like not do it because I I just don't know that and you don't know that really until Until you have the money for it because I can't afford it no I I don't know yeah like I just I wouldn't (laughs) have the funds to do that even if I wanted to um but I just think when you start to criticise it, it all just feels a bit icky, I suppose, yeah. is the way to describe it. Like, I, f- I feel icky that, like, when I go to shave now, I think, oh, I'm doing this because this was a standard set by men who wanted to make money. And, like, uh, you know, and it just makes you feel a bit icky. Yeah. It just makes you feel icky. Like, n- like, no one can say what's empowering to someone. Like, some no. people... No, and that's the thing. Like, I say that, but other people would feel empowered by yeah. it, so I can't, you know, assume that my... How I would react is, is how everyone would react. Because, like, some people... Some women feel empowered by catering to the male gaze. Yeah. Some people f- feel empowered by completely avoiding the male gaze as much as mm-hmm. they can. Like, and with know. like like um like your sexuality as well. Like I do feel empowered when I feel sexy, and I'm completely aware that yeah, what um, is considered too. sexy, it has been set by the male gaze. But I don't think that means I shouldn't enjoy my sexuality yeah, and feel feeling sexy yeah and like it's it's because like i do believe that it is impossible to remove the gale, male gaze because it's set every sort of beauty standard we have it's in media it's in everything it's yeah. in fashion trends everything um i don't think we can ever remove that because of the society we live in but i don't think that means you should beat yourself up for it either like no. you know like uh, you're allowed to feel sexy like we live in a society i hate saying it, but we do <laughs> we live in a society that's we do dominated by men and yeah. their opinions and that's just the unfortunate that's just reality how it is yeah like it's like um there's a, a girl on tiktok who she's very heavy on uh you know male gaze and criticizing it and she often says like oh like you're and i i do get where she's coming from but she talks about oh like your 12-step skincare routine is just male gaze and capitalism and i'm like look i completely get where you're coming from and maybe that's true and maybe me putting eye cream on De- yeah. If you look at it deeper, maybe that's to do with how women get judged for aging, whatever. But I'm not going to deprive myself of all the little things that make me feel joy yeah. either. You know, like, there has to be a middle ground yeah. where, yes, I think we should criticise, you know, why the beauty standards that make lead people to make these decisions. And particularly, obviously, there's a huge difference between 
you know, like say lip fillers and then a BBL, which is so dangerous. And I think when the dangerous element comes into it, that is what I have an issue with because it's very extreme. Like you're, you're putting yourself through a surgery. Yeah. Like no one should feel the need to undertake such a kind of like a big thing, such as surgery, which could be dangerous, you know, and there could be health complications. Um, but I just think there has to be a middle ground of this is our society. We we can't deprive ourselves of all like because you can say the same makeup can be very creative and artsy and yeah. not artistic and not particularly always male gaze no. focus. You know, like yeah, it's 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 just like there's just just it's a it's a balance. Like there's two, yeah. there's both sides to it. Totally. I like, but you know, going back to like, um, like actual plastic surgery mm-hmm. like you have to think about the ethics of the people who are doing it because yeah. first off it's male dominated totally a lot of people go to like eastern european countries to get it done with really cheaply which makes me think like obviously i'm not saying that like they're known for plastic surgery they must be pretty good at it but why why is it so cheap what yeah. is the reason for it being why so, is it cheap? so cheap so that kind of freaks me out a little bit. That freaks me out because you, you, there's a reason you couldn't get it that cheap, say in Ireland. Yeah. Because, because there's like legal standards, there's medical ethics standards, there's standards yeah. that make it more expensive. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not so saying like, I what, agree with that it's so expensive, but, but like, what, yeah, that it's like re- when you talk about fast fashion. It's like why are why you getting an outfit for twenty cent? <laughs> why, not twenty like, cent, but like why is it? Yeah, but also there is these plastic surgeons on TikTok who stitch people's videos and are like, well, I think she needs this. I think she needs a nose job. I think she needs lip fillers. I think she needs, like, you know, Botox to lift her brow and stuff. I'm like, that's a real person you're talking to. They're going to see that video and Mm -hmm. they're going to feel insecure about it for the rest Rest of their their lives. lives. And it could, like, lead them to to be darker about it. It could lead them down a path of, like... You don't know if they're already insecure about that. They already feel awful about that. Mm -hmm. And you're just being like, well... This is my opinion. I'm just trying to promote my business. I'm like, no, no if you're gonna no. do that, like, and like, even them doing it to celebrities isn't okay either, because I do think people no. um, For- they forget that they're real people. Forget that they're real people, and like, you know, I, I just, I don't understand how someone could do that, and I don't see how that's promoting your business. Like, if you want to promote your business, speak about how you do like really good consultations, and like you speak to people. Like, what say with lip fillers? I see some on TikTok talk about how they don't just do the same lip shape or whatever yeah, for everyone that comes in like, like know, show that you actually listen to your clients and, and that you like what works for their face shape yeah and stuff like that. yeah instead yeah. of just kind of giving them whatever you know it's like even when you get your hair done like you a, a good colorist us. will say no i don't think that will suit you yeah because of your coloring or whatever like yeah. it's that's how you should promote your business show that you're good to your clients not by giving people i just can't believe people can that is that not on their conscience yeah, that like, they've said not that? like and you're not like feeling would you not like like go to bed at night and be like, Well, I was a really good person today. Yeah. I brought in my business or you're like, I was a completely shitty person and I made people feel bad about yeah. themselves. And it could lead them down a dangerous path path of surgery addiction or eating disorders or yeah. whatever or just in general body image and like beauty image yeah, and issues 100%. like that. It's just yeah, I don't understand that. I think like I hate you know what I hate? This thing that's very popular at the moment, baby Botox. It's like where ba- it's called no, not for babies. Okay, so. <laughs> not for babies. Please don't get Botox babies. No, I know, but it's for um, it's like for people in like their twenties saying it's like preventative Botox, and I'm like, oh. can we just let women be? Can you just let women? Age? It's actually a privilege to age. 
yeah it's a privilege to age it's a privilege to you know live a long healthy life what can we just leave women alone yeah like like it just I, I just find it exhausting or even like a lot of things on tiktok like the gua sha facial things i'm like oh like and that that does affect me too because i'm like oh should i be doing all these things should i be trying no, to make my face more like, chiseled should i do this and it, it's like if your face was draining, supposed to be like that it would be it would be this is why plastic surgery upsets me and i always think like completely no one should live their lives for their unborn children that's not what i'm saying but i always think if someone has like a nose say that isn't considered conventionally attractive right and they get a nose job i just think about if their child say in 20 years is bullied for that nose what are you gonna say well it's beautiful well no because you changed it yourself so you obviously you know what and i know i'm not saying anyone should like live their lives for their children especially children that don't even exist yet yeah but that is always a thought that pops into my head how can you how can you want better for other people if you couldn't find it in yourself I suppose yeah, you know what I mean that's fair yeah it's just it's it's a lot yeah it's kind of like when I, I like I'm like to my I'm like to my friends I'm like no your body is gorgeous you look beautiful and then I'm like then I put on a dress and I'm like yeah but my stomach's kind of sticking out right now and like my ass looks weird and like and then I'm like no like if I was someone else I would be like no you're gorgeous yeah. that stomach protects your organs exactly like, your, your ass is gorgeous yeah look at it like pop off but i because it's myself i'm like Ew, and isn't that such a shame that and i you see this a lot on tiktok too um people are like oh this the, the, like commenting under people's videos saying this is my body t- type and i love it on you but i don't love it on myself yeah but it's if you so look back sad. at like greek sculptures yeah those women and renaissance bodies they're like thick yes like that was the beauty renaissance standard. body we love it like 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 thick women was the beauty standard yeah. up until the early 19, 1900s completely because um like it was seen that like if you being overweight was was seen as a sign of wealth because you could afford Wait. to eat loads of food yeah yeah and like they didn't want to look skinny because it's like poverty yeah and like yeah. you also didn't like muscle wasn't really a big thing because you then yeah. you look like a farm laborer <laughs> and like someone who had to work really hard you want to look like you would live a life of luxury and you're like so interesting you know soft and you know squishy and like yeah. well fed so interesting but then like in the and then like in the early 1900s it started like it, like in the night like it was like the great depression and stuff and people got like you know like and then like that like boyish body came in like the mm. 20s of like skinny like no boobs yeah really skinny person was like then the center and that that's what set it all off mm-hmm. yeah it's and that's the thing and like we already said it's unfortunately female bodies seem to be trends and yeah they it, come and go really quickly which in one sense sometimes that actually gives me comfort because i'm like you know what this is my body i hold fat where i hold it I'm never going to, like, the, the trend is going to change, so I may as well try and just maybe not love it, but be neutral but about like, it. But, like, feel, like, I'm like, this is my body, this it does its body. job. Yeah, it does its job, and, you know, and anyone who wants to make you feel shitty about that, it says more about them than it yeah, does about exactly. you, and I, I don't think, for me, at the moment, like, loving my body is a realistic goal, but I do think body neutrality I can really get behind for myself. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, you know, that's like what that's all like you need. All you really. kind of need, yeah. And then maybe you could get to a point where you love it. But I just, it's just, I just feel like that is a that's sometimes I find what can be a bit toxic about body positivity is that it's I don't know is is it that realistic, especially if you've dealt with a lot of like 
beauty image, yeah. body image issues. I'm not saying it can't be something that you achieve. I, I would love if it was for everyone. Mm. But I do think body neutrality is just more feasible for me anyway. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening today. That was just, we were kind of meant to be talking about cosmetic surgery, but we, we got into a lot. A bit, I think we just went on a little bit of a rant. We went on a little bit of a rant about beauty standards, um, but we really hope you enjoyed. So that was Sarah and Nisha. So thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.